0: GBC Podcasts. Local voices on demand.
1: Hello. Thanks for listening to the Gibraltar Today podcast. I'm Jonathan Scott. The law courts weren't scheduled to open today, but open they did, as they had to deal with the alleged perpetrators of two violent incidents this weekend. We get the latest from Jonathan Sacramento. We speak to Stefan Borge about a very well attended polar bear swim at Catalan Bay. And we have our first instalment of Review 2023. The GBC newsrooms look back at the stories hitting the headlines January through to April. There's always so much happening in Gibraltar, despite it being a small place. But first, our top story on today, Wednesday, the 27th of December. Many of us woke up to no power this morning. A blackout affected most of Gibraltar. We discussed this with the acting CEO of the Gibraltar Electricity Authority, Alfred Pizarro.
2: Good afternoon, Jonathan. Thank you for having me. Um, this morning's outage commenced at 24 minutes past seven. Um, restoration was started about half an hour later, and everybody was back on supply by quarter to nine. Uh, it was a total blackout. There are two lines of investigation being carried out at the moment. Uh, given that what we have initially found out is that there was a voltage drop on the high-voltage network, which caused the the outage. Um, the first line of investigation is obviously um, out on the field, so looking into our network and the actual faults uh, flagged up by excuse me by our systems. And the second uh, line of, of investigation is more in-house at the Northmore Power Station, and specifically to do with generating set number 5, which could have also induced... The, the power outage
1: and so so too early to know what specifically caused today's
2: outage it is early uh, we still have our teams of engineers investigating the cause to try and pinpoint which one exactly was the cause of the outage
1: okay uh, and in general terms uh, I mean we'll talk about uh, two other power cuts which we've had recently uh, but in general terms have you got any comments to make uh, about the the health of the grid um
2: power outages really are are unknown um they will happen when you least expect them the northmore power station as everybody knows a highly complex um piece of equipment uh high-tech uh, high-tech equipment uh, and the actual network is little by little being upgraded um as, an, as and when required um what we would like to do is obviously thank our customers for for their patience and support, because obviously nobody likes uh, power outages. Um... And obviously, there is inconvenience caused when these when these happen.
1: Yeah, I mean, we we had some comments uh, from some of our um, followers on GBC on the GBC news page. Uh, Natasha says that she was concerned uh, about uh, feeding her her babies because they needed the the uh, I think their bottles warmed up. Uh, Albert said that Gibraltar he thinks is becoming a bit notorious for power cuts, and D said that uh, she finds it a little bit embarrassing. What would you say to? To them? All I
2: can do is sort of reiterate uh, our, our apologies. Um, each outage, there is a different uh, underlying cause behind it. Um, we do suffer from outages which are caused by contractors, not by ourselves, um, despite them receiving sort of detailed diagrams of where the cables lie underground. Um, but yes, today's outage is totally different or the cause that we are sort of um, trying to identify is already leading us to to think that it's a different cause to that of the previous two so
1: okay well uh, we'll get to that in just a moment, but how do you think Gibraltar compares generally to to uh, can you compare to, to anywhere else that is on a, on an island grid um, and, and and how frequently we have power cuts or, or, or not um, many places around the world
2: suffer power outages and um, usually the affected customers are out. With our power for a lot longer than, obviously, our customers in Gibraltar. Um, it's no excuse, um, but operating on an island mode is difficult because we don't have the the main network behind it, like you do across the border, to actually support when a, when there is an issue with the power station or whatever. So,
1: so there's limit. There's uh, you would have more resilience if you're able to tap into a larger grid. That's correct. Okay, so let's. You mentioned two other recent power cuts, um, which which you and I uh, talked about before uh, starting uh, this interview live on Radio Gibraltar and GBC Television. Uh, the more recent one uh, affected the North District, uh, Laguna, uh, and parts of Glasses, if I'm not mistaken, Ocean Village, That's Marina correct. Bay. Um, uh, that was mid December. Uh, have you been able to identify what, what happened there?
2: That was on the 17th of uh, December, affected. Marina Bay, World Trade Centre, Glasses, Laguna State and uh, Lamport um, power was restored within an hour and 44 minutes, and the damage was found to be on a HV high network, high voltage network cable um, that was isolated and dealt with the following day. With the only customer having been left off supply that night was being Aquajip, and their pumps at uh, Hessis.
1: All right, and uh, what, what, tell us a little bit more. High voltage cable has had a fault. I mean, is this to do with its age or, or, or um, you know, there being more load than there was previously?
2: The high voltage uh, cable showed signs of uh, damage, but not damage having having occurred sort of in a split second, but rather over time. So, yeah, could have been a damaged cable when it was installed and... The weather doesn't help locally and it's been just aggravating aggravating the situation. And, I mean, to
1: what extent are there checks on on, on such high-voltage cables to, to see um, whether they are deteriorating or holding up?
2: Many of the high-voltage cables locally are buried underground, um, but we do actually have a maintenance program um, with over 100 substations uh, throughout Gibraltar and those are regularly checked um, to try and avoid these sort of situations.
1: And if we look at uh, at the other power cuts um, in November, what, what caused that? eighth of November again, customers were out for twenty four minutes. It was
2: an actual fire alarm at the Northmore power station, which actually caused one of the engines to trip.
1: not, not the first time no, that that's happened
2: um, I'm not entirely sure, but we need to bear in mind that the power station has been built with safety in mind, and obviously, if a fire alarm is triggered then different safety protocols or procedures are going to kick into place to not just safeguard the equipment, which is quite costly, but also to safeguard the, the lives of the employees working at the power station.
1: Okay, and uh, Alfred, before I let you go, uh, the first time that we're speaking to you um, uh, in this role, uh, tell us a little bit about your background at Jibilek.
2: Okay, I started work in Jibberlec in 2005. I come from the Finance Administration Division, Um uh, and I've been lucky enough to actually experience uh, sort of a lot of the different areas within uh, our field of work simply by by participating in uh, different forums and uh, meetings, etc. And I'm a board member of the of the GA as well.
1: Okay. And just to sum up, then, um, frustrating power cuts are always frustrating. Um, but Gbalex' but position on them is.
2: Uh, GBLX position is that, again, we apologise to our customers for the inconvenience that these power outages cause and we thank them for their patience and, and continued support. And obviously, I, o- I would also like to take the opportunity to thank uh, uh, members of our team that have been out there trying to investigate the cause of today's outage and are still there working, trying to identify said cause.
1: Recalled or were they already working during this? Many of them have been recalled. Well, we wish them a Merry Christmas. We hope they find the fault and get back to their friends and families as quickly as possible. Thank you for joining us Thank on you. this 27th of December. Alfred Pisato, acting chief executive of the Gibraltar Electricity Authority. Gibraltar Today with Jonathan Scott. The law courts had to open today to deal with the alleged perpetrators of two violent incidents which had a lot of us... Um, <sighs> Commenting this weekend, Jonathan, very, mm. very um, unfortunate violence, um, and and the court normally wouldn't be open uh, no. during this, in between Christmas and New Year.
3: No, that's right. I, as we said just uh, seconds ago, that most public services are closed during the Christmas season, apart from, obviously, the emergency services, police, the health service and customs uh, and i imagine GBC? yes uh, <laughs> gbc of course we've been we've been keeping going over the christmas uh, break with hourly updates on radio and uh, updates online courtesy of the indefatigable rosa stengo great words to ros yes. <laughs> uh, but yeah but the court services uh, are, are closed during the christmas season unless as with any other Moment that the courts might be required, something happens and they need to reconvene. I've seen the courts open up during weekends, during public holidays, during bank holidays. Uh, inevitably, it, it, it it's the it's justice and it needs to be carried out. And uh, suspect cannot be held for um, uh, for over seventy two hours. Without the courts' opening to hear their case and ne- and remand them if necessary, a remand after seventy two hours requires a court order. and that's exactly what's happened in the first of these one of uh, these two cases that uh, happened over the Christmas weekend so uh, what what are the facts that
1: that, um, that the court heard or that we that we know?
3: Uh, well uh, it's a twenty two year old man appearing in courts charged with attempted murder. His name is Jacob McWilliam of uh, Wytham's Road. And uh, he was arrested after a complaint in the early hours of uh, Christmas Eve in Moorish Castle Estate. He's alleged to have attacked a woman in the area close to uh, the bridge uh, on Castle Road. And uh, other charges include assault, actual bodily harm, threats to kill, assault on police, resisting police and criminal uh, damage. And that was in the Early hours of um, of Christmas Eve, uh, the matter has now come before the court for that uh, on that special sitting, and uh, Mr. McQuillian has Mr. McWilliam has been granted legal aid and and remanded in custody. There
1: was a rather unpleasant video circulating, purportedly showing the incident. Was that referred to? Yes,
3: but we we're not going to make any reference to that or or use that in the news because, of course, any video evidence that may appear. On social media may be regarded by the Crown Prosecution Service as evidence and any case where a defendant has already been charged, all these matters of evidence are now sub-judice so, I mean uh, whether people will be uh, sending that on private messaging services is one thing, but for the national broadcaster to publish anything that might be considered as evidence is, is uh, certainly a big red flag. OK, uh, so that's the the first incident, and what's the second? The second incident is a, a complete different incident. It's a, it's a domestic incident uh, where... Uh, A UK national, his name is uh, Jasper Carr. He's uh, 34 years old from Derbyshire and he was charged with causing actual bodily harm at a residence in Main Street on Saturday evening. He's pleaded not guilty to the incident. Uh, He was held in remand over the Christmas period uh, and he appeared in court this morning. He was granted legal aid again and uh, bail was set in the sum of £500 with the condition that he approaches neither the complainant nor the residents in question.
1: All right. Um, And
3: uh, for you, Jonathan, what does the the rest of your reporting on this entail? Not very much, uh, like I mentioned earlier on. Uh, I mean, we have an entire document online. If you search for GBC News, uh, when we name defendants in court proceedings and why there's an entire explanatory note as to uh, how court reporting is restricted. I mean, the the way that we report uh, court proceedings is in line with a judicial system which is all about open court, unlike other jurisdictions where court is held in closed environments. But here in Gibraltar, we have a system of open courts and we're a mirror to that. Uh, but there are certain restrictions on court reporting, which uh, in entails ensuring that we report on matters of fact as they are presented before the courts and we we do not stray from that uh, after someone has been charged because the matter may go before a jury trial and there can't be anything in the public sphere that we publish that may influence a jury. All right. Jonathan Sacramento, thank you for bringing us up to speed on
1: uh, that um, unscheduled hearing of the law courts this I morning. Plan. On Radio Gibraltar and on GBC Television, Gibraltar Today with Jonathan Scott. Thank you for joining us, Stephen. Um, Around 2,000 people at the Galeta Polar Best Swim.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's difficult to, 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 to put down a precise number on how many people were there, but it was absolutely packed, um, as as it is every year, to be fair. Uh, it just seems to be getting more and more popular. I think, though, definitely it was. It was uh, we walked um, from 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 Beachview Terraces after finished this show yesterday, and uh, there was actually the, the the line of cars like deviating left to go down to La Caleta. Mm-hmm. <laughs> was forcing like tailbacks all the way down. Nice. Um, all the way down, I mean, almost the You could see, it and they, uh, the walk that way was just loads of people. Some people running that way, some people in their bathing costume, already topless, ready to go, ready to take it Good on. Stuff. Uh, it was, yeah, it was great ambiente there.
1: Awesome, mm. uh, and um, and we spoke to uh, a few
0: of those taking part.
4: Just go family, and we just like go in a family, and yeah, watch it.
0: Easy decision, jumping in, or
4: yeah
3: normally on Boxing Day we just come um, and do the um, polar bear swim and then we go home and have um, a nice lunch.
0: That sounds lovely, how how tough it is, is it, is it jumping into the water, is it an easy decision?
3: It's nice, it's nice because it, it's cool but sometimes it can be really cold.
0: Well polar bear swim is my best, I've been there for
1: 13 years when I started to go in water and the water like
4: Nice water.
2: Right. Family Boxing Day traditions is, of course, a bowler bed swim. And then the family will get together for another another semi-Christmas lunch.
0: Okay. And we're doing this for cancer relief. Ah, lovely. So how long have you been doing it? How long standing is this? We've been doing it for ages. Ages and ages. I can't, every year we do it. can't even remember now. A now good cause, a, a really it. worthy cause, yeah. obviously.
2: Cancer, breast cancer, cancer, colon cancer, anything to do with cancer, we give, we donate towards it.
0: I've, this is my first time ever. Me and my family are doing this for cancer relief to raise money. And we're really excited. Yeah, it's sort of evolved into a Boxing Day tradition where we come in in the morning, have a cafelito, at Sea Wave, and we, depending on if anyone's referee out, we come in <laughs> and we, we do the swim. How long have you been doing it? We've been doing it now for about six years since my dad started sort of trying to collect money for charities and stuff. And since then, like, we, it's, it's something we look forward to, to be honest.
1: Good stuff. Robin shepard Gaburo speaking to some of the uh, people taking part in the polar bear swim on Boxing Day. And Stefan Borge was one of them. In short, Stefan, would you recommend it?
0: I would. I, I, I'll be honest. Last year was the first time I went down to, um, to La Caleta for the polar bear swim and I thought... Wow can't believe i haven't been in this more often this is this is great this is so so many people I haven't seen for a while catching up with lots of people that kind of thing yeah. um, and, and a cold water swim does actually do it, something positive for the body and the brain doesn't it yeah for sure circulation improves that improves the mood um, it's 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 great and 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 yeah I, I would i would definitely recommend it gibraltar today with jonathan scott
4: 2023, a year that started with the return of a much-loved family event, the Three Kings Cavalcade, the first since a Covid pandemic.
1: But even though Gibraltar had started to move on, a Covid death was sadly reported over the Christmas period, bringing the total to 111.
4: The death of Pope Benedict XVI was announced by the Vatican in the New Year with a requiem mass held on the rock.
2: He felt that his old age, his mental and physical abilities were diminishing, and he felt he was not in a state to continue to guide the church. So in humility, he resigned. He has been a great man in the sense that although his books are very theological, whenever I used to hear him preaching as a pope, he came down to the level of the people. And it was easy to understand what he was saying. He was very profound.
1: He was an intellectual, really, and an academic. The church has lost a great man. The new Victoria Stadium complex would become a talking point over the year. Plans were submitted for planning approval early in January.
4: Another talking point would be the modular units for the new elderly care home at the Rook site, which arrived from China. The 117 new homes should have been ready in June.
2: What we are going to be able to do with this is do something in a a timescale which would have been impossible with traditional construction.
4: The opposition then questioned whether the new homes would replace Mount Alvernia. Sir Joe Bassano says service users would have a choice to move or not.
1: Talks on a Brexit treaty began in London soon after the Christmas break. They continued over the month in Madrid and again in London. The emphasis was on ensuring everyone's red lines were respected. These concerned the movement of goods and immigration.
2: Some of the meetings that we have are in person with officials. There are some things that are just you know, the volume of what needs to be considered in terms of paperwork etc. requires us to meet in person and to look at detail in person. But the negotiation is ongoing all the time
4: a 58 year old man died in a tragic accident in January Jaime McPherson was hit by a back door of a heavy goods vehicle the lorry driver was arrested and later in the year would be charged with causing death by dangerous driving
1: a bill to establish an anti-corruption authority was passed in January, but without opposition support. The GSD argued it gave the chief minister too much power, with the then independent MP, Marlene Hassan Naun, claiming the authority would not be independent. People in Gibraltar are compromised by an omnipresent administration that is also the key player in the economy.
4: Downtown, the company behind the Business Improvement District project, shut down. Objectors to the project had been making noises for months. All monies were refunded.
2: As you well know, the government committed, when we created the bid, to to fund yearly to the tone of £250,000, the bid. Um, We've had that year one monies for about 18, 19 months. We had staff uh, going costs. So we've now come to a point where we feel that we need to start winding the company down.
1: There was terror in the streets of Algeciras. A 25-year-old Moroccan national attacked people at two churches. A clergyman was killed. We heard people
4: screaming, shouting, running into the square, followed by a man who was brandishing a machete. I, I, I was shocked. I...
2: I was numb. I I, I I, thought, this can't be happening. I was incredulous. I couldn't believe what I was seeing.
1: Yassin Kanga had been deported from Gibraltar in 2019. The attack was condemned by the local Muslim community.
4: Trade union recognition in the private sector became law in late January. Ironically, this coincided with a pay dispute that would see Unite members at Morrison's taking industrial action for the better part of 2023.
1: Also in January, EasyJet cancelled its Gibraltar-Edinburgh route.
4: The cargo from the sunken OS-35 bulk carrier was removed. And cycling lanes were phased in as
1: part of an active travel plan to prioritise pedestrians and cyclists.
4: A diplomatic incident was sparked in February after shots were fired at Eastern Beach by Spanish customs officers. The two of them were injured after smugglers pelted them with stones. The incident was described by the governor and the chief minister as a grave breach of British sovereignty and jurisdiction. London made a formal protest to Spain.
2: We've all seen many videos that show or appear to show certain things. Of course, the government has to act on the basis of uh, certified advice to the government as to what has happened, and we are therefore waiting for that uh, confirmation from ballistics experts, etc., But uh, the government is unable to act directly, the government acts with the United Kingdom on this.
4: The Spanish Foreign Minister said the waters were Spanish and rejected accusations.
1: A story that would dominate 2023 and is set to continue in the new year is the inquiry into the early retirement of former police commissioner Ian McGrail. A preliminary hearing took place in February with Mr McGrail's lawyers accusing the government of threatening them with defamation, an accusation it denied. The law firm Atias & Levy was replaced by Triai lawyers as the inquiry's solicitors due to a conflict of interest.
4: News of the death of surgeon George Shami in Turkey's earthquake shocked the community and his colleagues at the GHA. The body of the 56-year-old was found after days of an intense search and rescue operation. Around 45,000 were killed in Turkey and Syria by the worst earthquake there in 80 years. Tributes were paid across the rock. Dr. Shami, um, he was a consummate professional. He, you know, was very, very dedicated to his work, he
2: was very dedicated to his patients. We would always miss him. we would always miss him.
1: I see so many elderly men, women who had very uh, uh, deformed toes. And uh, uh, unable to walk, and I see now all those people who whose uh, deformed toes are just like normal toes, walking up and about. I see them on the road, and I uh,
2: walking, and I say, oh, that's the one we operated. That's the one we operated.
1: The Gibraltar Red Cross raised over 120,000 pounds for its disaster relief appeal. The money was used to fund humanitarian aid in Turkey and Syria, as well as Ukraine. The 24th of February marked a year since the invasion by Russia. A one-minute silence was held outside Number 6 to mark the anniversary.
4: In court, the chief justice would issue a £5 million worldwide freezing order on the assets of former Mansion CEO Karel Manesko after damage claims. The gaming company said its former top man dishonestly obtained luxury cars, high-value watches, bonuses and allowances using company money. The claims were denied by Mr. Magnasco.
1: The world's longest-serving lawyer, Louis Triai KC, died, aged 94. He'd practiced for more than 70 years. It's a question of keeping going and being active, being active,
2: and don't uh, don't uh, concern yourself unduly. I mean, there are a lot of people who uh, stress themselves. Unnecessary. I'm waiting for the tap on the shoulder. I don't know when that will come, but um, I'm ready for it.
4: Also in February, interest rates rose to a 15 year high of 4%.
1: Jamie Trinidad was appointed Gibraltar's first King's Council since 1951.
4: And Radio Gibraltar celebrated its 65th anniversary, with television set to celebrate its 60th in 2024.
1: With no end in sight for the pay dispute at Morrison's, after a month of protests, Unite upped the ante with a demonstration. Around 200 marched from casemates to the supermarket. The union asked for a return to the negotiating table, but started talking about further escalation.
2: We've had a fantastic relationship with Morrisons, Safeways, Liptons. before that. We have never been in this situation, but what is scandalous, for me it's scandalous that they are just ignoring our continuous call to, to engage.
4: Swashbuckling news in March: the original flag of the Spanish Republican Navy ship, the Jose Luis Diaz, was exhibited at the museum. Its crew had sought refuge in Gibraltar during the Civil War, and the flag handed over for safekeeping.
2: It seems that there were some nationalist sympathisers here who, who fired a flare and alerted the nationalist ships that Jose Luis Diaz was making a run for it. So they actually caught up with it off Catalan Bay, and, and the ship ran aground.
1: Politics spilt over into the sports arena, specifically the cricket pitch. The Spanish government reportedly gave instructions not to allow the Gibraltar flag to feature in any coverage of the European Cricket League in Malaga.
4: Back home, good news for rower Jack Pryor, who was awarded GBC's Sports Personality of the Year.
0: The only reason
3: how I can sort of keep doing it is from having the the support from my um, parents and my family they they let me do what i want to do and they let me keep doing it at a high level.
1: Customs seized cocaine valued at £3 million from a bulk carrier. The 55 kilograms of drugs was the second haul intercepted in this way since the start of the year.
4: The Rook site got its first green light for development. The Development and Planning Commission approved plans which included commercial and residential units as well as green areas. Meanwhile, government guidance submitted to planning stipulated no building in Devil's Tower Road could be taller than the E1.
1: Police morale and capabilities made headlines in March. The Commissioner said one of the reasons was the departure of a number of officers who were given jobs in government departments. In an internal memo sent to staff, seen by GBC, Richard Alger said this happened while they were facing disciplinary or criminal proceedings. The Chief Minister told GBC that if officers were moved, it was because they'd made very serious disclosures.
4: John Beres, Thomas Cornelio and Kane Sanchez were given core participant status in the McGrail inquiry. The three men had faced charges which included undermining Bland's ability to operate its national central intelligence system. The case was discontinued under what's known as Inouye Prosecchi. In March, they also put in an application for costs.
1: Former police commissioner Ian McGrail was arrested on suspicion of misconduct in public office and conspiracy to obtain unauthorised access to computer material and personal data. These suspicions would be dropped later in the year when he was released from bail.
4: Gibraltar driving licences will continue to be recognised in Spain under an agreement reached in March. The deal included sharing information between jurisdictions. Fines for traffic offences in Spain will start arriving later in the year
1: codes of conduct for parliamentarians and government ministers were unanimously passed in parliament. The codes were drafted eight years earlier and were said to be open to changes. The GSD questioned whether they went far enough and the timing ahead of an election.
2: It does look like a bit of a box-ticking scramble ahead of the next election, given that Mm. this is a commitment that the members opposite, of course, had in, I believe, their first manifesto, and indeed it was discussed in their second and third uh,
4: there was an interesting moment of constitutional development in Parliament when Gibraltar took legislative responsibility for what so far had been an order in Council. It related to Admiralty Waters and the naval base and the appointment of a King's Harbor Master.
1: Gibraltar-based Prometheus Insurance was placed into liquidation by the Supreme Court. Operating as trade-wise, it had been put into administration in 2021. Liquidators believe the company was £32 million short, owing around £165 million, with assets of £133 million.
4: And it finally happened... On the 30th of March, the airport tunnel Kingsway was finally inaugurated.
1: There is um, a considerable number of cars and motorbikes waiting to be among the first to use this new airport tunnel. The chief minister has spoiled the competition. He, I think there are a lot of people who wanted to be the first, but the chief minister said it should be the people's car, as he called it.
4: After 14 years of construction and litigation and £34 million later, the historic occasion saw two G1s drive through it for the first time. And two chief ministers cut the ribbon.
1: Also in March, the Ministry of Defence's state became a smoke-free zone.
4: Those who tested positive for Covid no longer had to stay home.
1: A posthumous award was presented to Charles Collinson for his role in securing European Union funding.
4: And, demanding but rewarding, the vacancy for Governor of Gibraltar was opened.
1: In early April, works to lay the water pipes to serve the new developments on the east side were completed. The Western Water Mains Relief Project was started in 2017 but had to go through the historical Northern Defences site. Works were then needed to hide the hundreds of metres of piping.
4: The OS-35 may now seem like a distant memory, but it very much dominated the news in 2023. After a spell of bad weather in April, it shifted its position and broke in two. Oil started reaching the beaches on the east side, which had to close for the cleanup operation.
3: The, the bad weather basically meant that the, the, as the oil was coming out of the ship, it was being broken up very quickly, which led to the creation of turbos when the lighter and heavier elements that make up fuel oil start separating. The
1: Spanish Foreign Minister, who tried to negotiate joint sovereignty over Gibraltar, Josep Piquet, died aged 68 after a long illness.
4: TNG Global paid the government a premium of £90 million for the Eastside site. A group of Catalan Bay residents protested the proposed marina, which forms part of the development.
0: The marina is not good for Catalan Bay. And the marina is not good for people that come to Catalan Bay and people that come to the beach. The marina will have serious detrimental effects on the beach, on the aquatic life and also on the profile of the beach.
4: Meanwhile, TNG Realty, part of TNG Global Foundation, filed plans with the Development and Planning Commission for a new project on Bayside Road. Bayside Central would be for multi-use and comprise six buildings. In April,
1: it was announced that Barclays would stop
4: issuing credit cards to Gibraltar
1: residents. Barclays cards would stop working at the end of May, with accounts closed after that. Corporate clients were unaffected.
4: Former Commissioner of Police Ian McGrail was charged with sexually assaulting a police officer during his time in the post. He was arrested shortly after seven in the morning and questioned at Newmall House. Mr. McGrail would be found not guilty in June after a week-long trial. He always denied the charges. Also in April, one of the individuals arrested in connection with the data breach at the McGrail inquiry was released from arrest.
1: Meanwhile, two police officers involved in a fatal collision at sea failed to quash an inquest verdict of unlawful killing after an application for judicial review was denied.
4: St. Andrew's Church went up for sale for just over £1.3 million. The church is a listed building, so redevelopment is subject to strict restrictions.
1: Gibraltar hosted the Commonwealth Parliamentary Association's Executive Committee Midterm Conference. On the agenda was the under-representation of women in politics, as well as climate change and the
3: representation of small nations. The small branches have provided a really good voice, for example, on issues like climate change, the environment and biodiversity, because many of these small branches are small island developing states, for example, in the Pacific. And it's been great to see small branches like Gibraltar, Malta and others working with those small island developing states.
4: Girl Guiding UK announced it was to end its overseas operations as it did not have the ability to continue running in 36 countries and territories. The Governor and President of Girl Guiding Gibraltar, Sir David Steele, asked the CEO of the UK organisation to reconsider its decision. Later in the year, the Speaker of the House of Commons, Sir Lindsay Hoyle, would also intervene. Girl Guiding Gibraltar said it would continue in some form or another and was working hard on solutions to remain with the movement. We are a registered charity in our own right, so we have our board of trustees, we have our council, and we are we
0: we comply with everything. In fact, all the policies that UK ask us to comply with, we comply with. So in that sense, we don't have any concern. Um, for us, it's not so much of a hard stop as in the rest of the BGO region, which have to stop.
1: The UK Deputy Prime Minister Dominic Raab resigned following a report on allegations of bullying. One of these centred on his behaviour during Brexit negotiations on Gibraltar.
4: Also in April, cars crossed the runway into Gibraltar as a new tunnel system experienced a software issue. The world's largest ocean-going sailing ship, the Gothenburg, visited Gibraltar. Resale restrictions on affordable housing estates over 30 years old were scrapped. And
1: the youth service celebrated its 60th anniversary.
4: Thanks for listening to those highlights from Gibraltar today. I'm Kelly M. Borge, the show's producer. We're live on Radio Gibraltar, Monday to Friday from 1 to 2, getting behind the headlines. And you can catch up here whenever you like. Until next time, have a good one.
0: GBC Podcasts. Local voices on demand.